Welcome to episode 60 of Dealer Process Secrets Podcast. I'm your host, Philip Cheatham. I'm here with my co-host, Sterling Brown and Brian Steele. What's happening, guys? What's going on, Phil? Not much, man. So last time we did a cool show, right? Uh, Basically talking about um, craziest story. I want to dig a little bit deeper into that. And let's just go into like craziest customers. Uh, And who, who wants to go first? Should we flip quarters? Let's flip, let's flip a quarter or something. Hold on. I don't know why I'm sitting at home with my wallet. Makes no sense, but it's the kind of stuff we do, kind of stuff I think about sometimes. All right. Let's go and flip that quarter. First, I'm gonna give it off to Sterling. Heads or tails, Sterling? Heads. It's tails. So I'm gonna say you go before me. And then uh, me and Brian will flip it off. Brian, I'm going to flip this quarter. Heads or tails, Brian? Tails. It's heads. All right. So I'm going to go last. Uh, maybe I should still go in the middle. Nah, I'm going to go last. So Sterling, craziest customer. Let's go, buddy. And guys, every the audience... They literally weren't prefaced on any of this. They didn't know the last episode. They didn't know this episode. So he's he's literally on the spot right now. Craziest customer. I think I unintentionally already discussed the craziest customer. So now I'm trying to think of the second craziest customer. I could jump in. All right, Brian. Yeah, please save me. So I'm not going to stop you guys. I've had some, I've had some weird customers. Definitely. Um, I had a guy in the store one time in full, like Sergeant Pepper regalia. And he claimed that he was the real Ringo star. <laughs> I've seen and stuff like that. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard, stuff. And, I've heard, I can't even, there's so much. And he uh, had actually been on like America's got talent with his daughter and uh like he he wasn't cracking he was ringo star like he came over to america to protect his life and he's been hiding out and he's the real ringo star so there was that customer hey hey Um, you know brian i'm not gonna get conspiratorial here but i mean you know you never know you never know yeah you never know i question everything right but there's that you're breaking up. Brian's breaking up. I had some strange customers like. Let's go, Brandon. Can you hear me? Let's go, Brandon. No, we can't. I heard all I heard was let's go, Brandon. Oh, good. Now I can hear you. And then I've, I've had. Yeah, then I've had, um, you know, it's a little more normal now. I hey, Brian, uh, Brian, Brian, bud, 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 bud. Pick a customer. Let's get one story. Okay. A crazy, Ringo star. A crazy. No, 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 no. We already heard about Ringo. Pick another one now. Now you got to pick another one. We heard about Ringo. We got it. Um, and then have you ever dealt with customers that were actually under, um, what do they call it? Um, the OFAC like check? No, they have. Yes, I've. Uh, you should tell. I think you've got a good story on that, don't you? Yeah, I got a good OFAX. Well, okay. I mean, but 
what the guy was actually the guy that pulled on the OFAC. And then you call the number all excited. Like you're going to hold somebody there and feds are going to show up. And they were like, just sell them a car. That's my whole OFAC story. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> that's basically, of course, that's what, you know, we're like, Oh my goodness, it's really the guy anyway. But uh, I've, I've dealt with customers that were actually like under like guardianship and they came in to buy a car by themselves and legally they don't have the ability to even sign their name because of their mental health or they're just not quite there. Oh, it's always interesting. Oh, I, wor- I worked in Beverly Hills, Brian, where I actually had, uh, we sold a few cars in, you know, every, I would say no, probably about five a year where we'd sell a car and the attorney would come in the next day and say the pers- person wasn't met- mentally fit. They're super wealthy, but they're not mentally fit to make their own decisions. And somebody else has power of attorney and they'd want to unwind. And we unwound every single one. Yep. So you talk about crazy customers, you know, some, some are literally not, not there. You know? Yeah. So anyway, pick a, pick, pick a crazy customer, man. Pick a story. Hey, crazy. Hey, I'll, I'll go. I'll, I'll let you go a little. I'll make it easier for you. And I'll go one notch below craziest customer you ever dealt with. Cause you've done a lot of finance, right? Craziest customer mm-hmm. in the finance office. Go. I don't, I really didn't have a ton of crazy people in the finance office. I was kind of in, I was kind of in nice area pretty conservative people. I don't know that I ever had a crazy person. I did. They, I did have some uh, customers that were both uh, deaf or they, no, they both had a stutter. And um, because a financial transaction is um, a stressful situation, I it, just trying to communicate with them was very difficult because both the husband and the wife had a pretty serious stutter and they were kind of getting frustrated with me, man, Brian, you haven't done that much finance. I had, I had, uh, I almost threw up. I had customers that smelled so bad and I was at a luxury dealership one time. I mean, they stunk up the whole hallway, the whole deal, but that wasn't even the craziest I ever had. You want to go back to Sterling or actually, no, what? No. Craziest customers I ever had in my finance office. This is a true story. And this is like 20 years old at this point almost. So it was when I was really first starting. I was 21 years old. Of course, this is when this happened to me. I was doing a lot of deals. I was doing like 100, 100 deals a month plus. Uh, if I actually look back at you know more than that. So, But anyway, um, I had this old couple. And I mean, probably 800 credit scores. Uh, nice people you would, you would assume, um, and could probably buy five cars basically, you know, uh, type of customer. So they start kicking each other in front of me in my finance office. Like they started kicking each other and fighting with each other in front of me. Like they were literally kicking each other underneath my table. I don't remember what I said or if I said anything, but because I said something, I don't remember what exactly I said. Um, I, if I was to imagine my personality, even at 21 years old, I was probably just like, you guys need a moment. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, no, seriously. I mean, if I could imagine me, I was probably just like, Hey, like, Hey, you guys are married. I'm not going to intervene in your marriage. I mean, that's just, that's probably my attitude. Right. So I'm probably just like, 
Hey, you guys need me to uh, like, you need me to go outside for a minute, but whatever I said was so offensive that it was the worst survey I ever got. They wrote on the bottom of the survey that I should be fired uh, all this stuff. And I'm like, are you kidding me? This is the couple that was like sitting in my office, kicking each other. And at first I thought they were joking. That was another thing that happened when I remember it. Like at first they start kicking each other that like, it was over something stupid. It was like, no, you're wrong. And kicks his wife, like in her shin sitting in front of me. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm sitting there. I'm 21 years old, man. Like I really haven't been that experienced to life to begin with. You know, you learn so much in the car business, just sitting in front of a hundred people every month buying a car, right? Just about people interacting with people, especially adults when you're 21 years old, you don't, you know, you don't sit around uh, all these different people in, in a situation where you have to provide customer service, you're doing all the paperwork, you have to be professional, you kind of got to get to know them uh, and you're selling products, which I did a good job at, at that age. And, and we could get into that. That's totally different. That'd be the educational part that maybe I'll, I'll come back to, but um Anyway, I'll never forget that survey. And I was like, man, this is the couple that was sitting there kicking each other. Cause yeah, I, at first I thought they were joking. And then I was like, you know, basically like trying to laugh and they were like, don't you laugh? Like, I mean, they were literally, it was, it was straight out of a, you know, a movie. Like I was today, you would a hundred percent. If it was me today, actually, I would a hundred percent. I was, I would assume I was on like YouTube or TikTok or something like they were setting me up to see my reaction um, based off of what they were doing, but that wasn't the case. That stuff wasn't even around. This was the early two thousands. And, um, and, uh, it would have been basically early 2005. I know, uh, when it, exactly when it would have been. So, and, uh, yeah, man, kicking each other in my office. And then finally, like they stopped and I guess I was rude to them. Cause I was like, do you guys need a moment? And then they were like, uh, no, we don't need a moment. Oh, you have a problem with us or something. And just finish the paperwork. So I finished the paperwork and it was really weird. And I went and told my finance director about it. And he was like, whatever, you know, obviously just move on to the next deal. And then I get the survey and they like wrote, I should be fired and all this terrible stuff that I had done. And I was just like, are you kidding me? Like, cause when I remembered back, I was like, these are the people that were like straight got in a physical confrontation in my office. Like, it, you, I mean, you could have, if a cop had been there, a cop could easily be like, Hey, either one of you want to uh, press charges against the other one, <laughs> but Hey, actually I'm going to, they must've go. just, they must I was just going to say, they must've just been like angry people to begin with. And so oh, you know how many of those off. I dealt with, man. So especially when I was, for whatever reason, when I was that young doing that job, um, and, and I have to look in the mirror and have to say, what was it about me, which I've done over the two decades that I've been through that, but no, um, there are some people that are just very unhappy. They're going around and, you know, my favorite thing, and here's the educational piece we can talk about. We can actually get into this for a minute. Um, my favorite thing to tell people to make them understand that when I'm talking to salespeople that are going through that kind of stuff with a customer is, um, Hey, and, and you can, you can apply this to the customers anywhere anywhere because hey that same person acts like that at the dry cleaner that same person has given their grocery store problems the that type of level um that that's really like hey what did i do wrong what could i do better and it really is just somebody effing with you uh when it all boils down to it 
Uh, the best advice is, hey, if you want to understand people and you want to understand what you're going through, this person, if you go to their to where they get their dry cleaning done, their dry cleaner knows them, knows their middle name, knows all about them. Um, and they're probably dealing with something similar because this is the type of person that goes around and does that kind of stuff everywhere. Now, here's a great tip and point and one of the coolest things I ever heard that I think I've spoken about before, possibly on this podcast. I know I've spoken about it before, but um, I ran into a uh, an owner that that is his favorite person to sell a car to. So say that type of personality comes into your store for whatever reason, they don't purchase, they light you up on reviews, uh, they, um, you know, they complain, they throw a fit. That is the favorite customer of this uh, very interesting owner, used to be GM that I know, um, of a franchise dealership to sell a car to. Because what he says is everybody that knows that person knows that that is a very difficult person to deal with. Wow. Real knowledge. Think about that. And that's real. So when you're dealing with this crazy person, everybody that knows this person knows this person is crazy. If they're legit crazy. Um, now what's going on in today's, in today's car world is a little scary kind of with like, you know, basically the go-to objection is, well, this car won't be here tomorrow and you're telling the truth and it's that easy to sell a car because the demand is so high and the supply is so low. Right. So, um, you know, these type of people that are crazy, I mean, you probably, it, it, you're dealing with them a lot less because you can kind of just tell them to pound sand a lot quicker. Uh, but before any of this stuff was going down and you're dealing with crazy people, I mean, you have to sell crazy people cars. So uh, in, in an opposite world that we live in right now, um, this is the best person to sell a car to. In this owner, he used to be a GM and he became one of the, he was, you know, became a franchise owner um, of a very big dealership. And his philosophy is to sell that person a car because everybody knows they're hard to deal with. So what happens is Sterling and Brian are like, wow, that dealership managed to sell Phil a car. Phil is a pain in the basically, right? So they're like, wow, Phil is such a, and they, they made him happy. He's saying they did a good job. I'll have no problem shopping there. If they can make Phil happy, I'll have zero problem. Like I'll, I'll have a great time. If that place figured out how to make Phil happy, I'm going to have a great time. And when he told me that I was like, wow, that's a great point. So um, that's the way, that's the professional way, the most professional way I've ever heard to look at the crazy customer. Um, and that's pretty much what your job is. And it's not just you, it's that same person's dentist. It's that same person's dry cleaner. It's that same person's lawyer and their lawyer probably fires them and they have to run through lawyers and finally try to learn how to be a nice person. But, um, I think that's a great philosophy. And then on the other end of the professional aspect, if you can handle that person and you can make that person happy, well, then you're a professional and everybody below that is easier and a fun time and something that you enjoy doing. Um, and that just comes with the uh, territory. So that's a good story, Phil. I appreciate it. You turn into a learning example too, which is always good. Awesome. What you got Sterling craziest customer. I'm going to try to do the same thing. Uh, I don't really have craziest. I have some similar stories where, you know, I'll give you a short version was it was a husband and wife 
And I don't think the wife wanted to do the transaction and to try to get her way as they were kind of making their snide remarks back and forth. I was like, okay, well, unfortunately I do need you to sign your part. Um, if you're, we're going to, you guys are both going to be on the paperwork and she goes, okay, I'll sign, but I'm, I'm signing under duress. <laughs> and so I had to tell her, I said, listen, I can't, I can't accept your signature if you're telling me that you're going to be signing under duress. So after a long talk with the director and uh, the, the uh, general sales manager, um, she did decide to move forward ultimately. And um, I never heard from them again. So I guess everything was okay ultimately. But uh, my version, my story is actually a non-customer. It's the most non-customer I've ever interacted with. Um, so what happens is salesperson talks with the client. Um, they wanted to be talk, dis- they wanted to discuss the financing before they filled out the credit application. I actually don't know it. They didn't. Um, they filled out the credit application, but they had some questions. The customer did. So when I went out there. Um, I talked with them and I said, okay, so I reviewed the uh, menu that they had agreed to. It was a zero down uh, transaction on a used uh, luxury vehicle. And the person was uh, in their early 20s. So when I ran their credit and I saw there was no credit score, like there was not even a low one. There was just no credit history whatsoever. Um, I came back out and um, the other part that made this a little bit of a difficult transaction was the client did have a significant BO body odor and it could have been from a long day's work. It was in the evening. Dude, but, um, it, the it, didn't, sales... it, didn't, it didn't come. I've smelled body odor. It yeah, it was pretty it bad. Didn't, it didn't hey, smell like I, yeah. But I got a story I brought up earlier, man. And I can't believe I did that because I could never be a medical professional just because I'm not good with touching people and smelling people's whatever. Um, I'm just really bad with it. And one time I did a finance deal. I mean, these people stunk a, an entire franchise dealerships, hallways and everything up. Um, and we still service the client, uh, and, and did it. So, you know, at the end of the day, that's what you should do. I don't know how I did it, man. I've smelled body odor, but I got a story that's like, I don't even know how to tell it. If you weren't there, you weren't there anyway, go on Sterling. Yeah. So the short version was the, um, the client with the BO and no credit score on a zero down transaction of a used luxury vehicle was surprised uh, that we weren't able to move forward. And um, it kind of just points to, yeah, there is a problem in the process because there's too many things that went wrong there to get there. But I was just surprised because I I almost said, I said, I know you've never bought a car before, but I said, what, what criteria do you think, you know, they make these decisions on before loaning someone $20,000. And he goes, I don't know. That's why I wanted to talk to you. <laughs> that's, that's why, that's why, I st- that's why I stole my neighbor's identity, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the most non-customer that I'd ever met. And I guess they were nice enough, but um, the lack of understanding just in general, uh, was quite surprising because I mean I don't know early twenties I, I, like I, I, I think I think I think I I think I got them done and financed them right after you were done with them I met that customer too but I got them done and put them in a car. <laughs> anyway. probably had, I think Brian did too. He had to get him to turn around before they made it to Vermont. Uh, I got them done on two cars. all right everybody thank you for listening and uh see you next time